1: presence of the Lord. It's wonderful to have a church that you can come week after week and guarantee that you will feel and experience God's presence. And I feel that every time I walk into an awakened church, it doesn't matter where it is, Salt Lake and in Boise, I'm telling you, there's something special right here. I think I've been to every campus. This is now the new campus. And I'm telling you, you, you have a root system in this space in this space that seems like you're not just four months old. There's a root system that feels as if you have been carrying the weight of the kingdom for years. And the kingdom trust and kingdom authority is on you. What God is gonna do is gonna be shocking to you and you need to be ready for it. You're gonna watch not only the church grow, but as the church grows, you're in the water that is rising. And as the water rises, you're going to rise. You're going to notice your children are going to be different, your family's going to be different everything's going to be completely different. You're going to find an ease to your row. you know what it, when, It's going to be an ease to your row and when you when you realize that ease is on you, don't just pedal paddle your row normally you need to get you need to get aggressive with it. you need to get aggressive and know that open doors are coming. I know you don't know me, but just just kind of just, just kind of I want you to know that there's a revival that's already happening in this space. And many of you, you came and you felt revived from the first week you walked in. And that's, you know that your heart, your desire to read the Bible and your desire to pray and your desire to seek the Lord and your desire to know God's will has been increasing. That's revival. Revival coming close to God and him trusting you. That's revival. You know why I I love Awaken Church, Pastor, uh, Pastor Leanne, and and, and Pastor Jurgen, is because they want to obey God. That's their heart. And I and I and I and I I told them, as well as I told, uh, Pastor Colin and Melissa. Anytime Awaken Church needs me, I pastor a church. Anytime Awaken Church needs me, I'm there. I I travel and I do business events. I'll be in another business event, be about 4,000 people in a few weeks. I told the Awakened Church, anytime you need me, I'm there. Because I I want to be where the revival's happening. How many of you want to be where God's, if God's showing up, that's where I want to be. If God's moving, I want to be there. I want to be there. And so I, I tell you what, you know, the two most favorite people on the planet besides my family are right here in this front row. I tell you what, I, I don't love anybody more in the earth besides my family than these two people. And it's absolute truth. From the, from the time he arrested me and made me some kind of what is that, what is that syndrome when you get when you become Stockholm syndrome? that kind of Stockholm Syndrome kind of activity. I, I, you know, I know, I know. He told me how I'm gonna live and where I'm gonna be. And, and now I'm just kind of in love and I just can't even, I, I just, my captive is just. How many of you feel that way with Jesus too as well? So. I, you know, I, I'm standing on the front row, and I'm thinking, it's not that I don't have enough to say. I'm trying to figure out what what not to say. There's so much atmosphere of liberty and freedom. Can you just, one more time, I just want to first of all say thank you for the way you submit to the kingdom of God. And thank you for the way that you support the work of the kingdom, because there's nothing better on the earth. Uh, we want the right candidates in our in our in our our political situation we want everything but there's nothing in the earth more important than the church the church is the only body that is able to really change things and you've delivered your life to the body of christ and you are going to make a massive difference and so i just want to say thank you thank you for the way that you support being a part of something in the beginning is the most richest part to be it's a privilege for me to be here in the beginning of seed form. And you may think, why? Because the seed carries the DNA. And if I'm allowed to be a part of the seed, that means every aspect of what I am going to release today is going to be a part of the DNA of the future of this organization. If they waited six years, seven years to bring me in, then I'm just an event planner. But here, if we're here, if we're here in the, if God called you to be here in this organization, in this church, at Seed Forum, there's something in your DNA that's going to supply, that's going to supply the future of this organization, and it will bring a transformation. You are a supplier. You're not here as a consumer. You're here as a lean-in supplier. You bring, you bring produce to this, and the seed is going to be. You will find your imprint six years from now, seven years from now, based upon the fact. That you were seed form. You're part of the beginning of it. And who you are is now being in, intertwined, intermingled into the DNA of this organization. And a church is going to birth churches and churches and churches and ministries and businesses. It's going to be all your fingerprints going to be on it. Don't ever take for granted the seed form. The Bible says don't despise the small beginning." You know, the small beginning means don't despise the abbreviation of who you're going to be. This is only abbreviation of who this is going to be. If this is what God's doing in four months, how much more is God going to do in four years? It's an abbreviation of what God is up to. And and we're so thankful for every one of your faces. But I see when I see you, I see your gifts, and I see your supply. Bring your supply. Let it be open be open, tell what you can do, show what you can do. You matter in this DNA time. This is, you matter in seed form. There's not a seed that is ever to be wasted in the kingdom of God. And I find it a privilege to be a part of the seed. I thank God for this seed. How many of you feel the thankfulness of God? You feel the pleasure of God. I feel the pleasure of God on this house. Man, I tell you what, there's just so much to share. Before we get going, I want to just, I don't, I don't need you to come in, but God's, you know, every, when in worship, I start to hear words of knowledge. I start to hear things. And the Bible says, test every spirit. And the only way I know to test it is to test to try it. People say, why are you trying it? Because I heard something and I just want to try it. What if it doesn't work? I tested it. You know, we were we were in in Vegas a few months ago, and and um, I was there was this healing line. This healing line was just it was you know pretty good crowd and stretched all the way across this this auditorium. And I'm going down and praying for people that come to this person, and I pray for this person and. and they ha- they're having a problem um, with, they're on, they're, they're, on, they're on a walker and I pray for them and I'm thinking they want to walk and I'm like, in Jesus' name, be healed. And I keep going down. As I'm walking away, this lady takes her walker and she starts heading back to the, to the congregational seats and my wife overhears her saying, I can see. My wife stops me in the midst of this and she says Tracy you need to hear this you prayed for her to walk but she came up because she was blind she went back walking seeing i go down the line and there's this man he's just completely paralyzed in a in a wheelchair completely paralyzed and so paralyzed that he couldn't hold his he couldn't bend his knees he was just completely stretched and kind of laying in a wheelchair i come to him and i and i just lay hands in in you asked me yesterday, do you ever, do you ever have a time where you don't have faith for something? I do. Yeah, yeah. Often. Yeah. So I just pray. I said, if you feel like getting up, get up. And I just walk away. I just, I just walk away. I just walk away. You know, when you, when you don't, when you don't you don't need to act like you have the faith for something. You don't have. just, if you feel like you feel like you want to get up, get up. And I just walk away. I come down to the other end and I'm ready to start another prayer line and then, this lady, she pushes her, her father over in this wheelchair, and he's there. And I'm like, okay, what's going on? And she says, well, he has Alzheimer's. And he's stretched out like this, and he has lost all mobility and all motion in his body because of Alzheimer's. And so I, I said, Lord, I'm just I'm going to put my hands on his head, and I'm going to command the parts of his brain to come alive again. And so I put my hands on his head. And one thing that the Lord's been teaching me is, is he's, he's given me two things to go after that they are my absolute enemy right now when it comes to sickness, and it's autism and Alzheimer's. Those are my two spectrums that I'm going after. One is a generation that should be able to sit still and listen to an older generation. An older generation should be able to talk to the younger. And the enemy is trying to steal generational blessings. Because we're supposed to capture the wisdom of the elder, but they can't because they can't. Communicate. And we're supposed to the wise. The wisdom's supposed to come to the youth, so that they can have their way set before them. But the enemy is trying to kill off two, two bookends of generations. So we lose, and so th- that's my weapon. Those are those. I'm going after those two. I've seen we've seen we've seen autism healed. It's just been pretty amazing. Children that have never spoken, wake up the next morning and cry out from the room, "Mama." first time they ever hear mama mama I don't know I'm supposed to be preaching something right now but I'm supposed to be preaching I don't know you guys have created some kind of atmosphere here I don't even know so I lay my hands on this gentleman and all of a sudden his chest starts to move and his 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 abdomen and his it just starts to move and I'm like is this normal activity and the daughter says no he has no activity there normally so he starts to move. Some activity is kicking in his brain. Then he starts to move his hands. He starts to move. You guys, you guys have to understand. I've never seen anybody in this level of paralysis. He starts to move. He starts to unfold his hands. And then I'm like, is this is this spasmic? <laughs> I want to know. Is this a, is this a, is he normally spasming like this, or is this? And she's, no, this is not normal. He's reaching. He's reaching out. And then he starts to move. He starts to move his. And, and I watched this man start to try to throw himself out of this this wheelchair until the point that these two ushers come and he starts to try to walk and he 's walking he hasn't he hasn't done anything like this in over thirteen years and God starts to unravel that man we didn 't see him completely run around the whole room which I wanted, but he came out of that wheelchair and he started to unfold and this was not because he was it was it was it was, it was Alzheimer's. I don't know why I'm telling you these stories, but I want you to know I'm going after those two things. They're my enemies. How many of you have an enemy? Something that you're going after, something that you're challenging. I could it could be divorce in one family. It could be cancer in another family. I don't know what it is, but you gotta targ- You got you to target it and go, I'm coming after you. I'm coming after you. Come on, anyone feel that? I'm coming after you. I love these people because they've, they've, they're, they're not saying Boise or Meridian or Eagle. They're saying the Treasure Valley. We're coming after you. I am going to try to preach in just a moment, but I, I just wanted to test that someone's been having some breathing problems, some problems with your breathing. I don't know if it's congestion, I don't know if it's, if it's um, um, asthma, but God wants to heal you right now. Who's been having some, you feel some pressure on your chest. If you just, we're going to tell, we're just testing it. If you feel some, you feel some pressure on your chest, just wave your hand like this. I'm not going to embarrass you. I'm not even going to make you run up. Do you, are you feeling that pressure right now, ma'am? You've been concerned about it. Did you have pressure at all today? Any pain? No discomfort? So no way to know you were, you were healed. Well, just lift your hands. Father, we thank you in the name of Jesus. We release that concern. We break the spirit of fear and anxiety off of you. That's the spirit of anxiety. I break it in the name of Jesus. And we command that to be released from you. And And I thank you, Lord, that this church is dealing with that principality of anxiety and fear. We break it in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Father, that it's all released in the name of Jesus. I'm going to keep testing it. Anyone, having, anyone have asthma? You've been feeling a little congested or any, any pain, discomfort? I'm not going to stay here long with this. Just give me a little wave. If you've been, any children that in the house, in the family, that's been having any breathing problems, asthma problems, challenges, going once, going twice. Amen. All right, so you can have a seat. Let's give the Lord a big clap and a shout as you do that. If we have time in the next you know, few minutes, then I will make sure I get back to that. Thank you, worship team. Aren't they a blessing? Anyway, well, I love this atmosphere. Again, love your people. And don't know you, but I'm sure I like you all. Today, I want to talk to you about movers and shakers. You know, what I find right now in the earth, the earth, the kingdom of God, more than the earth, the kingdom of God needs people who are ready to move and shake, move things and make things happen. When you think about a mover, we all have moved someplace. You've packed your house and move. I hate moving. I can't, I, I know we need to do it, but I can't stand moving. I just, I hate the packing, you know, and, and there's always, even though you bring people to pack, you're like, there's always stuff that I have to pack. I almost wanna go on vacation and just let someone else come and pack my whole house. I don't care, I don't care. Just pack it, just pack it, get it in there. I'll give you a diagram where it's supposed to go and just have the house moved and all laid out when I come back. Dishes where they're supposed to be, come on somebody. I've been in Hawaii for two weeks because moving is quite an intense thing. But moving needs to happen, things need to happen. It's brilliant that God said, I need someone to move from San Diego to Boise, San Diego to Treasure Valley, to make something happen, to move, to move. It's amazing when you're going to move, you have to actually decide not to be familiar with things. When you are a mover, you decide not to be familiar. When you're a mover, mover, you decide not to be familiar You've actually put yourself in a position where you are not familiar with the culture. You're not familiar with the terrain. You're not familiar, and you put yourself in a constant learning position where everything has to be new. My wife is from Holland. She has put herself in a position to travel from Holland to the United States. The language is different. Food is different. Everything's different. She had to learn. When you're in a moving position, when you start to move, you are in a learning position. You're always teachable. Oh come on! Say always teachable. Now I'm used to I'm used to responsiveness, and so um, you know in the Northwest we don't like to be responsive. We're real stoic, but we we break that. It's a lying spirit. It's a lying spirit over the territory. It's you know it's you know when when you're hungry you're loud. My kids when they are hungry I can always hear them, right? When I can always hear them. When when you know it's like I'm upstairs and clunk 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 clunk. clunk. I'm like they're in the kitchen. I mean, I have I have a twenty-five-year-old. He's 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 thick, you know. He's he eats and he's like, you know, and he's working out and he's and he's like he's working out and, he, and he, I'm like, dude, you eat so much, but it's like clunk 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 because n- hunger is noisy. And when you are really eating something good, I know you don't you can't hear, it, but you're mm, 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 mm. you can't hear, but I can't. I'm sitting next to you. And just, Mm. And then when you really are making it sound good, I'm. <laughs> and you're like, could you close your mouth a little bit? Cause some of it's coming out, some of it's working out over here. But can you? Cause when you're hungry, there's some noise to it. <laughs> when you when you look up the word mover, it's uh, someone who is a person who moves a thing, or is 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 a is a moving thing. There's, a, there's an idea that a powerful and influential person is a mover and a shaker. There's an idea that a person who is energetic and ambitious and a go-getter is a mover and a shaker. This is all in the dictionary. I want you to know that God's looking for movers and shakers. He's looking for people that he can put something on you or something in front of you, an assignment, and that you will move into it, and you will shake it until it has to manifest what it's supposed to be. God's looking for people in this hour that just are not going to be in a consumer position that are going to be in a position of producing. God's looking for a mover and a shaker. God's looking for someone. You know, in Genesis, God shows us his picture of Abraham. Abraham's, you know, he's got it pretty cushy. He's living in, in, with his family. He's, his father has a business and successful businessman, leader in the community. He is now running his father's idol business. They sell idols, you know. And so he's, they're in the selling the idols. You, you didn't know that. Abraham, they have an idol biz, idols business. And God speaks to Abraham in the midst of this idols business, get away from your family. Step out of idolatry into something new. You've got to be willing to be a mover and shaker to let go of everything you know. And And he says, when you do that, I will bless you to be a blessing and I will right? I will bless you to be a blessing. You will be a blessing in all the nations of the world. Now I'm going to get a little energetic. Though you're going to have to, all the, all the, all the world is going to know. He says, if you move from here, I'm going to make you a great nation. Now his wife couldn't have a child. And he's given a promise in that moment. If you move from here, I'm going to give you children. If you stay here, you will not be productive. If you move, come on, some of you are waiting for God to bless you in the, in the idle moment you're in. But you've got to know God wants you to step out of that moment. Sometimes we stay idle in something because we have idols. We are familiar places. and I got 15 minutes, you guys. You guys we, we stay familiar in places, and we refuse to move. And God is wanting to call some of you to this next level. You're called to the ministry. You're called to business. You're called to something. But you want to stay in the familiar of what's comfortable, of what's not going to change. I don't want to change. I want to do If you're going to bless me, bless me the way I am, God. He says, I'm going to make you a great nation, and I will bless you and make you famous. And you will be a blessing to others, and I will bless those who bless you and curse those who treat you with contempt. And all the families of the earth will be blessed through you. I want you to know God's looking for people that he can bring a blessing of Abraham through, that more families than just yours will be blessed through. The reason I want to be connected to uh, Awaken Church and Pastor Colin and Melissa is because I want to be a blessing to more families of the earth. Because a part of being an Abrahamic blessing is that I'm not just trying to get my own house and not just trying to get my own car and not just trying to get my own bills paid. But I want to be a blessing of the Lord that's going to make sure that all the families of the earth. Now, that's that's a major blessing on your life. That you have an anointing on you that all the families of the earth should hear what God is doing through you. So there's three aspects I want to talk to you about in being a mover and a shaker. Number one, the first thing is if you're going to be a mover and shaker, you have to be willing to investigate. Investigate. Movers and shakers don't have ideas, they investigate ideas. They have an idea that drops and then they start start checking it out. They start looking into it, they start researching, they start Googling, they start calling, they start having meetings with Pringles, right? You start investigating. You start saying, okay, let me let me ask you a few questions. Let me check in. And so you have to know the first thing you're going to do is you're going to learn to investigate. The Bible says that there is a, a way of investigation. The Bible says that, uh, that, 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 that faith is the substance. Come on, substance. It's the material. It's, it's you know, substance is when, when it goes from invisible to material. So faith is the substance of things that you're hoping for. And the evidence... That's a key word that we don't use very much, in the evidence of things not yet seen. You have to understand that when when you're in this faith connection, you're going to start collecting evidence. And what we do is we think that our faith is all about the end result, and we start to actually discount that God is doing something the whole time because we throw away the evidence that we're on the right way. So I'm here and I'm thirsty. I'm like, I'm so thirsty, God. I just want some water. If I could just get some water, I get some water. And then, and then all of a sudden I'm coming and I'm believing faith and and I start to investigate and I find a bottle. Well, the bottle is not water. It's just the bottle. But the fact is, if I find this evidence, it proves that there's water to come. So then I'm like, Lord, I'm so thirsty, thank you for this bottle. Now, what we end up doing is we go, God, this is a stupid bottle, there's nothing in it. We throw it away. Instead of going, God, this is the bottle. If this is the bottle, I know the water is coming. We're collecting evidence. And then we go, God, I'm just looking for something, something. And then, then the next thing we find a cap. What are you doing? You're collecting evidence. You understand? So we come to Boise, we come to this territory and we go, we go to the store, and we bump into someone, and they say, we're looking for a church. You know, that's the bottle. Then we go somewhere else, and we bump into someone else that's looking for a church, and there's the cap. And we start to put these things together. See, we're not yet where we want to be, but we're on the way where we want to go. And so what Christians do, what we do is we've been taught faith is the completion, but we need to know that faith is the evidence-collecting. Are you collecting evidence that you're on the right way, or do you wait for you to be in the destiny? You need to make sure that you understand that your destiny is associated to the inventory that you're collecting. Then he goes, and then we go, oh, you know what? Then, then the realization is every piece of evidence shows me that I'm on the right track. Are you throwing away things that are supposed to be proving your destiny? Because it's not complete? God didn't create this world perfect, do you know that? This is the problem, we think that when God says, let there be heaven and earth, the next thing you see is void and empty. God creates, he creates a canvas for us to paint on. And when you realize that God is looking for a mover and a shaker that will be an investigator, not someone that's throwing away evidence. Do you see what happens? Do you ever watch any shows? I watch shows. I like, I like investigation shows. I like, I like Monk. I, I like it because the whole time, I like, especially like the ones where, they're, where they have a board at, at their office where they're putting up all the evidence and this person and this. How many of you like that? I like that. They're putting up all the evidence. What are they doing? They're collecting evidence to show that what their theory is is going to be right. And some of you need in this season to be collectors of evidence, because faith is the substance of things hoped for, and the evidence that I am on the right direction have that board where you 're starting to connect and co- the dots are starting to connect don 't throw away your evidence i 'm praying for someone, and you know they 're dealing with cancer, and i 'm like, okay, this is what we 're going to do your Your temple is riddled with 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 Cancer rooms, so the cancer has moved into this part of your body and it's moved into this part of your body and this part of your body. And I prayed for him, and I realized he didn't have faith for it all to go away. So what I did is I said, "What we're going to do is we're going to start clearing rooms." Come on, somebody, Are you hear me? So I said, "Where is the worst part?" He says, "My hip, right here." I said, "Let's do that. Let's get on." I said, "In the name." Now, once I pray, it's going to go, and it's not allowed to ever come back. So I pray the pain goes, the thing in his hip all goes away. It all disappears two weeks, two weeks ago. And still to this day, I'm talking to him every day. I'm then what's next? What's next? What's next? And we're taking his temple back room by room. Is there anybody here with me? I only have seven minutes. Is there anybody here with me? Room by room, we're taking it back. Guess what we're going to do in this treasure valley? Room by room, we're going to take it back. Room by room, we're going to take it back. Some of you need to go room by room and take something back in your family. Collect the evidence. Is it the whole thing? No, it's not the whole thing. But you don't put a puzzle together, the whole thing. You look at the front picture and you go, that's where we're going but I'm so glad to find this corner. And some of us are sabotaging our faith, the faith to move. Man, if I find a cap, I'm excited to look for now something else. If I find a label, I'm excited to look for a bottle. Now what am I wanting? I want a bottle with water, but I know I can't have water just without something to collect in, so I want all the elements that are necessary evidence. The second is wrestle with it. Wrestle. Someone say wrestle. The Bible says that we must wrestle, contend earnestly for the faith that was once and for all delivered to the saints. It's your common salvation. That, this, that the faith that Smith Wigglesworth or anyone else had in the earth is no different than, than the faith that I have. We all have the same faith. The only difference is I, I may need to wrestle at a level that he's been wrestling what are you contending for what are you naming and going that's what i'm going to get do you know what when god asks you to go and get a but he puts a car and i'm going to put some material things in front of you don't get mad because it's not about the material but when god says i want you to believe me for this house i want you to believe me for this car i want you to believe me for your body to be whatever it is when god sets something in front of you that is a tangible result that tangible result is not about the result. It says contend earnestly for the house. No, it says contend earnestly for the faith. So when God puts something in front of you, you're contending for the faith for that. Once you gain the faith for that, you'll never lose that faith. That faith is yours forever and forever. Why does God want you to go bigger? Why does God want you to be a mover and a shaker? Why does God want you to stretch? It's because he wants you to establish a new level of faith. And I've got to get to this place of faith so that when he wants me to do something, I'm there. Do you know how Pastor Colin and Melissa have developed the faith to pack everything, sell everything, come up here? It's because God asked them to do big things in other levels, in other areas, and they grew faith muscles that God needed them to have in 2023. And they never, just because they bought that house and they bought that car and they started that business and they helped this other business launch and they helped this other location launch, that just all of that faith has now worked together for the good to be right here in this. Don't you dare, don't you dare sabotage your future by going small in this season. I need you to hear this. Don't sabotage your future by going small in this season. God's going to ask you to stretch. Why? Because he needs movers and shakers. The Bible says if you say to this mountain, it will be you say to it will move and it will move. Whatever you ask in prayer, believing you shall receive. If you say to this mountain, move. Now, this is, can I tell you something? Can I tell you something? I'll tell you something, man of God. You know, sometimes we we were looking at, we we're going, I said to the mountain, move, and it didn't get feet move, but that thing went like this. And are you, are you serious? You're gonna tell me you made a mountain go like this, and you were discounting the fact that it moved? It took a little it shook a little bit, and you're discounting the fact that you made it shake? We have been discounting the faith that God's been growing in us over and over and over and over because things are not moving to the level you think. But if you will exercise it and wrestle with it and contend with it and get on top of it and keep on telling it to move, it will stop shaking and start walking. I just, it just did a little way. What'd you do? I said to the mountain, move, and it went like this. That's a move. The last thing is you have to obey the assignment. Movers and shakers have to obey the assignment. The Bible says, by faith, Abraham obeyed God to move. And he moved into a place in a territory that was an unknown place, an invisible place, of unseen. It literally says a place that he didn't know. God said, go, and he didn't know where he was going to go. Do you trust God enough to obey him? I had the privilege in, to spend days, the last day of old Robert's life, I was with him in his bedroom. I don't know if you know who, who he is, but he uh, prayed for more people. He prayed for over a million people with his hands just stretched out like this. his rotator cuff was worn out because he prayed for so many people. He raised $1.5 billion for the kingdom of God. No one's ever raised that kind of money individually. I was in his room and I wrote a check to him last day of his life. I didn't know it was the last day of his life and I just want to be a blessing. I want to sow into that so I can have it. So I wrote a check for it to him and put it in his hand. He prayed for me. That day he He gets up, loses his balance, hits his head, goes into a coma for three days, wakes up two days, three days later and says to his nurse, I'm going home, see y'all later. And he closes his eyes and goes, I was the very last person he prayed for. I tell you, there's a weight on my life from that. I, I I don't even know how to get into it. I just am wrestling with it. He said to he said, People say I have great faith. People people say I have great faith. I don't have great faith. I just obey God. When you obey God, you look like you have incredible faith. He stood on a piece of land in Tulsa, I think something, 19, 1,900 acres. God says, I want you to build a university here. And he says, Lord, I don't even have a degree. He says, good. He goes, I don't even have the money. God says, good. He's, I think he had something like 50 cents in his pocket. God says, just walk on the land, and I'll give it to you. Someone say obey. Obey. He's walked on the land and obeyed. Now we have a university transforming the world. I've got to go. But can I release a blessing on you? Would you stand up? I want you to step into your next season of moving and shaking. I want you to step into what how many of you want to step into what God has for you? How many of you are ready to be challenged to a level that you've never stepped into before? And I know it's going to be difficult, but remember I told you that familiar will keep you into a place you don't want to stay. You've got to become unfamiliar. You've got to get into a place where things are not familiar and allow God to stretch you. With your hand up, if you really want this, I want to pray, Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for these in this house. I pray that they would be movers and shakers, that their faith would be alive that their faith would be activated. And what the devil tried to steal in their faith, he would be stopped right now. I thank you for the grace of God on your people. We thank you for the goodness of God on your people. In Jesus' name, amen.
0: Wow, what an amazing word. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Hey, listen.